Devotional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 180. Welcome back to the front porch. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are, whatever time it is. Whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you're doing really, really good. Uh, I hope you have had a moment today just to take a deep breath. Breathe it in. It's beautiful. You're alive. Isn't that great news? You're alive. You're alive. And now I know many of you have a lot of crazy, chaotic things going on. But right now, just pause. Like just for a second, you are alive. That's a huge deal. The simplicity and the complexity of that beautiful reality should just blow your mind. And sometimes, like if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you'll know that I am learning to celebrate the the simplicity of life, the simple things in life. Um, And so I would encourage you to do the same thing. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, But I would love for you just to celebrate just the very small things, which actually are really huge things, right? The fact that you live in a home, you have sheets. I went today... This is crazy. Um, We don't necessarily love the water that we have here at the house. So I went down to the store and I went and got filtered water, like filled it up at a machine, cost me 20 cents, filled it up at a machine, brought it home. I have options for water. That is mind blowing. I I spent a good uh, amount of years building wells in India. I loved doing it. And it's mind-blowing to me sometimes when I turn on the faucet how readily available. To the point where I get a little picky and choosy. I'm like, this one doesn't taste that great in my coffee. So I'm going to go down to Sprouts and put this bottle in and put 20 cents in. And it's going to give me filtered water because I prefer the taste of it. Mind-blowing. Those are simple things. I'm grateful, right? There's people around the world who have no water. No water at all. And here it's just fully accessible to me. So... What does it look like just to slow down a little bit? Slow down a little bit. Celebrate the small things in life, right? You look around at your kids and you're like, holy cow, you're breathing. Sometimes you're like, you know what, go breathe somewhere else, right? But you're breathing and that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. Celebrate that. There's so much suffering going on around the world. It's such a beautiful thing to be alive and to have the ones you love around you alive. Um, I also recognize there's a lot of you that it's hard right now. There's a lot of hurt and pain going on. This kind of honing into the small things of life and creating a sense of gratitude, is it, it will allow you to reshape your reality in the midst of really hard times. So my encouragement to all of you, celebrate the small things. Allow yourself to develop gratitude and gratitude helps shift our perspective on life um, and it allows us to sh- shift our perspective to the Lord. Thank you so much to the large things in life and also for the really small things. Uh, for those of you who continue to listen, thank you so much. Always love it. Always love hearing new people are joining in and, and listening, uh, but also love that there are people who have Send me texts and I talk to you every once in a while who are like, yeah, we listen to pretty regularly. And I, I think that's pretty cool. And then for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Our passage for today, uh, back in Proverbs, Proverbs 8, verse 17. Uh, before I go into this, let me say this. 
if you're trying to find a place to, to kind of dig into scripture, right? You're like, man, I don't get all this Old Testament stuff. Like, you know, I've, I've heard the story of Jesus. You know, I know I need to dig in there a little deeper and go a little deeper. But I want something that would, is just kind of practical, right? Proverbs is so very practical, insanely practical. Um, and so if you dive into Proverbs, which is, a, which is uh, the words of Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, like God inspires Solomon to kind of give us um, these, this way, these perspectives on how to live in Christ and, and to live with him. And so this passage in 817 really stood out to me. I really love it. Oh, and by the way, a lot of times it's from the perspective of a father speaking to a son, going like, yo, I got some really good words from you. You got to listen to this stuff. So here you go. 817. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. I was thinking about as I was working through this passage, I was thinking about our dog Baxter. Our our dog Baxter died a month ago. It's been really hard on our family. Uh, 14-year-old Schnauzer. So if you know anything about Schnauzers, that's that's pretty good. He 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 had a good life. And so it was so hard. It was so hard to see him go. But So we always have fond memories and talk about him. So one of the things that we started talking about recently was he, he decided that he was going to run away one day. Like he just was like, no, I'm running away. And so he ran away and, uh, you know, of course I'm gone on a trip. Usually anything in our family that where something's bad or something goes crazy, it, I've left. I've, I'm in India or I'm at a speaking thing, and so I happen to be in Utah and Patty calls me. I, I didn't have really good cell signal, so I had to go back to the room, hook up to the Wi-Fi. I go back, I, and all of a sudden, I'm getting blown up. And she's freaking out. The dog's gone. We can't find him. It's been hours. The neighbors are looking for him. They're yelling for him. And uh, out of nowhere, we get this We get this uh, call. I forget the whole story, but basically what happens is somebody found Baxter on a main street took him home he happened this uh, the girl happened to be connected with ben i think on facebook or something like that ben found out about it and so we drive over to this girl's house who lives 20 minutes from us and we pick up our dog and baxter's kind of like what's up hey where you been you know like he just was like and we were like you know the, the family's like freaking out we thought we had lost him we thought he was gone but here we brought him back home and you know and we always we were joking because it's like he got that little taste of life and he's like you know what maybe i'll run away again <laughs> right he just had that kind of spice in his life and we were talking about how that was kind of like a turning point for him where he, all of a sudden he decided like you know what i'm gonna make my own choices uh, but he was found and and as a result of that our, our family was happy and 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 the desperation i mean just the desperation of something that you love that you need to go find and and not being able to find it how hard that is and once you find it the celebration you know i i just think this is what uh solomon's inviting us into this get that imagination running in your head like it's so important you know maybe you have a different story maybe you lost a kid in a store no none of you would ever do that you're wonderful responsible parents but maybe that happened to you maybe you lost a dog you know maybe you lost some keys like put yourself in the scenario right he's trying to bring this kind of in light help us kind of feel this right i I was thinking about it and and uh i guess i I never really understood the game of uh why the game of hide and seek was so fun you know like uh, i'm sure you know as a kid I, i really loved it um but when i see 
that a suggest that 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 when the kids like in the neighborhood they want to play this game like they want to go play hide and seek in the neighborhood it kind of blows my mind you know and I, I keep thinking to myself like what's so fun about this what's so fun about hiding and what's so fun about finding someone you know think of all the different kids games I mean there's so many different kids games over the thousands of years right uh, that, that kids would play and yet this one stuck for some reason right it just Kids keep playing it year after year, generation after generation, um, and I and what I <clears throat> as I was working through that kind of that thought in in the story with Baxter in light of the passage, I really think we love to seek people, right? I really do, and I and I really do think those who are hiding want to be found, right? Even though it's like not the purpose of the game, when they are found, oh, after a while, if you're not found, you're kind of bummed. Right, you're thinking like I'm winning, but there's a part of you that really enjoys to be found. Now, um, now I know as I, I say that, you know, it's interesting because I think many of you might disagree. You know, like I think some people stay in the shadows, right? And this is like not just about hide and seek, but literally in life, they kind of stay in the shadows, pretending not to want to be found. But we were meant to seek, and we we're meant to be found. I have this image in my mind of Adam and Eve, you know, hiding in the garden after sinning. They don't want to be found. They've messed up. But thank God he found them. Thank God. Thank God he didn't just leave them there alongside of all of humanity. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that he found humanity rescued them from hiding in sin and then commissioned them to find other people that are hiding i just love that now at this point you might be saying whoa man that was a long intro you know but what does it have to do with the passage you know i think that's a really good question and a lot of times as i'm kind of working through these passages i'm trying to go somewhere i'm picking up on keywords and i encourage you to do the same thing as you as you're reading scripture, just start to pick up on a keyword and just lock in on that keyword. So for me, that idea that I, the the found part, right, the seeking and the finding, like the, those words really stood out to me, and and I started locking in on them, right. So, but but here's the thing: if you have been found, it should lead you to love the Lord, like deeply love the Lord. His response to Love is a loud and united, I love you back. So when we love the Lord, his response to us is like, yeah, it's what it's always been. I love you too. And it's huge and it's loud. It's massive. The love of the Lord is so beautiful and perfect. And when we truly understand this, we start seeking him like the most precious treasure like Matthew 13, if you go there, I would encourage you to just, just go read Matthew 13. But Matthew 13, kind of towards the end, I think it's like in verse 45, talks about this pearl, about this precious pearl, the pearl of great price. And this, the, the man in the story, he gave up everything in order to have this precious pearl. You know, do, do, we, do we really want Jesus that way? Do we really want him like that? He says to us, those who seek me, like, they find me. You see, the love 
moves us to seek the Lord. And the Lord promises as a result of that love and pursuit, we will find him. I love the simplicity of this. I really, really do love the simplicity of this. But I think we overcomplicate it like most everything in our lives. We pretend like it's so hard to find Jesus, but it's not. Where are you, God? Where are you? But it's not. I mean, the Spirit of God lives in us and is constantly directing us to the love of the Father because it's where we will experience wholeness and fullness. But we keep running. But he doesn't. When we slow down, experience his love as a result of us really truly loving, it draws us closer and closer to him. We pursue him and in turn we find him. And what I think is that most of our souls are in tension because we have forgotten our first love. And therefore, We aren't experiencing the soul-fulfilling love he wants to give to us. As a result of that, we keep seeking after everything else, but not Jesus, right? And and, and so we don't find him, right? We We don't find him because we're not seeking him, because we don't, not really loving him. But here's the turn. You know, remember the prodigal son? This story, it's in scripture, it's, it's told, it's, it's the greatest story. They say it's the greatest story that was ever told. The prodigal son, he comes home. He seeks the father. And what does the father do? It's very important. Does he give him a lecture? Hey, what were you thinking? Or this is what you get, right? Does he shame him? You know, shame on you. How dare you think you can come back here? Do you know what you did? Shamed our whole family? Well, I'll shame you. No, did you do that? No. A hug. A kiss. A complete restoration to the family. This is what we're being invited into. So love him. And you will experience his love. Seek him. And only him, because he is easy to find, and he loves to reveal himself to those who are seeking. This is really living out the beautiful gift that Jesus gave us on the cross, that he made a way. The veil is torn. We can go boldly before the throne of God in resurrection power as we love and we seek after him. Because our hiding will leave our souls lost. When Jesus loves to rescue and restore. So what and why are you hiding from the Lord? Father, help us and lead us and guide us. You are near to us, as we say, in every podcast, in our own heartbeats. You're near and close. Help us to love you and help us to seek you so that we can really find you. And I think it's so important at this point to remind you, this is why I end the way I do every single time, to take a breath. And I would encourage you to do that, to take a breath, reflect on what you just heard, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you.